0: I found out nobody even really uh, admits the existence of South Carolina. Every time I'm like, yeah, I'm from the Carolinas, da, da, da. they're like North yeah. Carolina, North. <laughs> so it's very, and it is not considered South.
1: Yeah. When yeah. I, when
0: I moved to Louisiana, not even close.
1: Man. So what did, what do y'all consider it?
0: Well, I consider it South as hell. Like for yeah. sure. But that's because I'm from there. But uh-huh. Louisiana is south.
1: Like, it is, dude, it's I've the swamp. I have been once. And uh, and I remember my, a friend and I were just road tripping. He's like, dude, let's go to Louisiana. We checked into the hotel at like 10 or 11 p.m. And I think like the, the person behind the desk and then the guy who helped to carry our bags in. I mean, both of them were just speaking so it was like a foreign language. Yes. That uh, I was sleeping bef- before we pulled in and he woke me up. Josh woke me up. He's like, hey, we're, you know, we're at the hotel. And so I'm thinking I'm in like in, in some days, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, what is what is that person saying? What is that person? Was I drugged? And no, I wasn't. Yeah. That was just yeah. that's just Louisiana.
0: <laughs> do you. So you're in Greenville. Do you know where yeah. e-
1: easily is? I do know where easily is. That's I live like the- 15 minutes away.
0: Yeah, that's actually where I'm from. from. Okay. Yeah, nobody knows easily. Go nobody knows about easily. that, No, 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 no,
1: no. When, when, when you mentioned South Carolina, people just kind of rattle off the greatest hits. Charleston, Myrtle Beach, yeah. sometimes Greenville.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Greenville's you coming up? up, I hear. Yeah.
1: So, so hold on, hold on. Um, I hate to get real local on this, on this uh, international podcast, but Greenville's got a reputation where it's like, oh, we're on the up and up, but we, we just were featured in the top 27 cities to, you know, on whatever, People, People Magazine or whatever. It's like, oh, so it's not People Magazine. It was like, people. So, yeah, yeah. People, we have a rep- people, yeah. We have a reputation where it's like, we think we're all that because I think the city or whoever's bought onto some lists. Yes. But anybody who's kind of traveled, you know, if you've been to some some real big cities, you're like, OK, uh, maybe Greenville ain't all that. It's cute. Um, yeah. It's very yeah. cute. I, I do enjoy it. I lived here. I moved here to go to Bible college and um, I just I was like, oh, I'm going to pass through like I can't wait to get out of here. And uh, the city grew on me. I'm not going to lie. Like I got married here, got two kids now here. Uh, yeah, I've, I've grown roots and and I, and I dig it
0: what what bible college is that no, you where... ain't heard of this
1: you ain't heard of this try me holmes bible college
0: holmes like h-o-l-m yeah 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 uh, Holmes bible no. college okay i, I thought I so haven't. man
1: they've been around for like 100 years they're unaccredited there were like four people in my graduating class
0: like for um, real four
1: yeah 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 <laughs> oh. it's a tiny bible college man so that's what brought me up here um from where uh, so I was born in Tanzania, East Africa, moved to the States when I was two with my family and then um, moved back to Tanzania with my family. My parents became missionaries. And so we did mission work uh, from like when I was 11 till I turned 18. I was homeschooled throughout the time. Then, um, you know, obviously being a missionary kid, I was like, well, I got to go into go to Bible college and then go back to yeah. doing missions. Um, that was so- the, that was the plan. I
0: haven't even. This is okay. So is it Shama? Yeah. Okay. This is, and I'm not even gonna try. Well, I'll try. Hey, I'll try. listen. I'll try. Let me try.
1: Try once. Shama Mrema. You actually got it. Yeah. That's yes! that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you got it. I'm at a point I'm where I'm. I am just. Uh, I I've got such a hard name. Uh, my full name is Eli Shama Mrema. Um. And in from in Tanzania, my relatives would call me. Elishama Mrema, they roll the R. Um, dude, so I've been. In, I mean, if I'm at the dentist doctor's office at airport and somebody says Elishima, that's me. I just stand up. I just. <laughs> or if somebody hold like just kind of gazes at the list too long, if they're going through like you know a yeah. list of names and they hold too and they kind of like you know pause too long, I'm like, hey, that's me. I'm one you're looking for <laughs>
0: that is hilarious uh yeah. you had asked so the you asked me what brought me to Louisiana the probably the polar opposite of bible college drug
1: rehab okay
0: yeah so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not funny I'm sorry I don't know why I laughed
0: it's <laughs> funny it is it the is opposite funny. <laughs> no it, it, it's funny because it's the literal polar opposite yeah um That was back in 2005. Uh, I went to many more after that. I'm a drug counselor now. Everyone on here has heard this. That's kind of so to give you the quick rundown of the show me and my buddy, um, who's no longer on the show, but we were both Christians who were drug addicts and alcoholics, and we got sober and we were like, there's a lot that alcohol, uh, blah, alcoholics anonymous could learn from church and there's a lot yeah. that church could learn from that. And right. the show has obviously evolved a lot since then, but that's mm. a uh that's a brief snippet of my background. Uh making fun of it is absolutely fair game. We don't <laughs> take anything terribly seriously here. Yeah. But I'm super interested in people like you and uh that it's, it's even so, I mean, we started this uh, three years ago now, and I guess that was when y- you've heard of like bad Christian and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was, I guess, my gateway drug into the deconstruction, whatever you want to call it. I'm pretty tired of that word. I think most people are. <laughs>
1: God, man. I, I Somebody was, needs to coin a better word for another real, word yeah for
0: real yeah. uh maybe we can think of one throughout this we'll try <laughs> i was never i stopped way short of the people that were like yeah you know whatever i'm i'm done with it thank goodness i grew out of that like cult stuff and i'm just done with it completely and now i'm this enlightened intellectual like i never let go of the core pieces of the faith if you will yeah but i'm super super interested and i have on tons of people that atheists whatever satanic whatever nothing uh christians i'm really just interested in where where people came from kind of what happened as they kind of moved from the faith of like their house, like what they were raised in Mm -hmm. to an adult and what you choose now. And you perfectly skewer (laughs) the uh, lambast lampoon, the Mm -hmm. evangelical, mega Patrick that's the other thing that we and it's it's easy pickings at this point but we certainly champion against a lot of mega church isms around here right um but yeah I just wanted to hear like your story and now the missionary kid aspect as a whole because whenever I see personalities like you I'm always curious about so, like I wonder what they actually believe. I wonder yeah. what they actually are thinking. But we, we can go a ton of different ways. Deep, deep with a
1: deep dive.
0: Yes, sir. But I yeah. guess, yeah, tell me about being a missionary kid Dude. and like
1: a kid in general. So I I, mean, I grew up extremely Pentecostal. Oh. Um a really, really, really Pentecostal. My I remember. My, my, my dad wouldn't let us watch Disney movies because Disney was the devil. Yes. And multiple times. Now, my dad has passed away and my dad it was an was a amazing father. <laughs> OK, I just want to I want to start by saying that. Of course. But I remember I uh, several on several occasions, I would be as sick as a dog at school. And um, the teachers would call my dad. The nurse would call my dad. And go, hey, like get him out of work. He worked at Walmart at the time, and I was like, "You, you gotta pick up Shaman, take him to a hospital. He is not well." And my dad would pick me up in his uh, in his Lincoln Town car.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'd sit, I'd sit shotgun. He would put his, we would pull out of the, the like the line or whatever. He'd uh, he'd park. He'd put his hand on my forehead, pray. And then I go, are we going to the hospital now? And he go, I prayed, didn't I? I just prayed for you. I was very no African. No kidding. So and I remember, I mean, go home. She, I make me chug Gatorade. Uh, I mean, uh, ginger ale. That was that was the move. So there was a huge part of me that was, uh, you know, just in my upbringing that was. We just all part you be late. We believe the Bible to a T, and and uh, and God has come through on multiple occasions like that. I'm not saying that to say that God never did come through, but there was an sure. aspect of it. I'm like, man, I'm really glad I never had anything to see, you know. I'm, That's I'm glad to kill me, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like good. Yeah. I was wondering, like, did that ever go wrong? No, like, no. no, dad, seriously, my appendix. I first, seriously, like,
1: I we need to we need to go. I don't know, I'm bleeding in the surgeon? chest. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up, I grew up very Pentecostal and, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just speaking in tongues, baptism, uh, you know, like rowdy, rowdy services. I think rowdy is the only way to describe them. Uh, I would say very little, very little solid theology. Uh, and I know this now, And I've talked to my mom about this. My dad passed away a few years ago, but at the, before he passed, we also had, uh, I also was able to have a lot of conversations with him. Just kind of like, Hey, what was all of that that we did growing up, you know? And, uh, and he, you know, he wasn't for a long time. They never wanted to have those conversations. Uh, but thank, thank the Lord. You know, my mom currently is very open to that. And my dad was too, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, what's this tithing thing about? Hey, what's this whole camp thing or I heard somebody say this and it completely just completely set me off course on what I thought uh you know Christianity or money or dating or purity was about um, this sermon that from somebody that you knew or I knew or somebody else you know so yeah See,
0: and this is so what's immediately interesting to me is what you just like I've listened to podcasts where the story you just told it would have been set to somber piano music and the person would have been like and my father when i was sick yeah yeah hand (laughs) on me and prayed over and it would be this whole thing about how they got this religious trauma (laughs) right but it's like all it takes is a simple like okay i I I see it for what it was hey
1: i hold on i got another one for you my dad uh if we ever had to fill out forms to go on like a field trip or like a, like a camping trip or something with my mm-hmm. church or Royal Rangers, uh, shout out to anybody who knows anything about that. Uh, where that's would a, that's say, a new
0: one for me. Is that <laughs> like Christian boy Scouts? Okay. It was a,
1: Christian boy Scouts. That was okay. all it was. Uh, if anything, if I was going on a field trip or anything like that uh, and uh, the form said family doctor, my dad would or he would ask me to write in Jesus Christ as family physician, Jesus Christ, you know, no, luckily, nobody thought, you know, it's like, oh, it's the, it's the, it's the, the, they've got a Hispanic doctrine. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, Jesus Christ. So for I didn't have a I now have a doctor. Uh, I'm 29. But at the time I didn't have I didn't have a family physician growing up. I didn't have a pediatrician. Jesus was my pediatrician.
0: <laughs> that is incredible. And mm-hmm. it like yeah. I mean, it worked out for you. So yeah. who knows, maybe
1: just stuff like that. You know, uh, I I look back on it now and I think, you know, my mom, and my dad, always they've expressed so much. Hey, we did the best we could yes they were immigrants in a foreign country they were they just came out of tanzanian pentecostalism and now they were in american pentecostalism and uh so we were we were in the melting pot that was the pot was also melting
0: (laughs) so is it a yeah no for sure for sure and my my miriam my mom's an avid listener to the show uh it was a much much tamer version of that of easily in Columbia, South Carolina, Southern yeah. Presbyterian, but it, there were still some things that they have since been like, Hey, we, you know, I thoroughly believe at every point in time, my parents and and even the most of the pastors and youth pastors, everyone was like, they believe, you know what I'm, there was no ill intent there. Yeah. It was just, you know, That's, some, some stuff happened.
1: And I think, ill intent is, is the key 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 term there
0: yes absolutely what i was gonna say though is and i've talked to and this might move into missionary stuff but i talked to uh recently a, a good friend of mine was heavily involved in mission trips in haiti and you just talked about tanzanian pentecostalism do you think there is something to i guess uh is is third world is that like uh an yeah. appropriate term okay in third uh, yeah world, yeah places like that wait do you think there is something to the phenomenon or the idea that in places where there is more like raw faith that is where the quote like healing miracle stuff is actually still happening is that in your experience at all do you think there's is or is that just kind of an easy view from over here.
1: No, I, I will say there is, um, uh, when we had first moved to Tanzania, we were a part of some open air crusades that our ministry, our church helped put on. And, uh, and there were a lot of, I remember a stack of crutches and wheelchairs uh, at the end of the stage after after every night. Um, and that was, I think at the time, I didn't, you know, we would just clap to say that, man, God did an amazing thing. But, you know, I think uh, in third world countries, and I'm not trying to like belittle, but, but they don't, the, the, the understanding of the world and culture and things and, and technology, um, well, at the time, what is not vast. So I think when people do grasp onto christianity in in a third world country um it i'm reminded of the bible verse that says you know the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found a treasure in a field uh and he sold all that he had and bought that field i think it's just like that you know where they really really cling on to christianity and from that faith that you know uh god god does tremendous tremendous things through that so yeah and, and i and i know that it does um you know, get convoluted. A majority of the times it does just get really, really diluted with being in the church and whatever, but you know, solid ministries uh, in, in foreign countries, you know, the, the people who really kind of latch on and get it, man, they are un, unshakable, unwavering.
0: Yeah. Cause my, my friends and, my friend is not from what i know about him he is not a liar and his whole thing was that within i don't know like a month or two he was just suddenly able to speak fluent haitian and that was his yeah and it's like yeah and he's telling me and he's like he's not a liar so it's one of those things where it's like huh like okay he's like i don't know man i don't know what to tell you Like I. I couldn't understand it, and then I just could, and I could speak it. So I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, he wasn't even like calling it a mirror. He was just like, "Look, man, this is just what happened. I don't know what to tell you." (laughs) It's like, okay,
1: wow. I will say there are so many aspects. You know, I, I also went through a oh the deconstruction phase, but the things that I saw and heard in Tanzania growing up as a missionary kid, I mean, I I you can't tell me that the Bible and Christianity and Jesus isn't real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, however far away I got, you know, and sometimes I would skip church or something, you know, however far away I got spiritually, I know for a fact, the things that I uh, witnessed and experienced were absolutely invaluable and true.
0: Right. Well, so what was the missionary experience like and what age, what age range was uh that going on
1: so i would say from from maybe like nine or ten till 18 was my parents we started raising support when i was uh like we started when i was nine or ten and uh i we moved when i was 11 and i came back i left the my family to to go to college when i was 18 so during that time um You know, I I go back and forth a lot. I I really loved the ministry aspect of it. Um, I don't think I think it took away from our family time. And uh, I've never really said that before. I've told, I guess I have a habit
0: of bringing it out. You know, hey, listen,
1: listen, brother. I I, I just hope I don't cry. But, you Mm -hmm. know, that's one thing that I told my Mm -hmm. wife that my parents were uh, my parents were missionaries first um yeah and uh and you know vacations and birthdays and you know holidays all kind of took a back seat um to to ministry yeah so so, uh so i i enjoyed it but you know a part of me uh like you know there was a lot of there was a lot of time that we you know i we can't get back
0: it's not you in a sense yeah we're well not Rob, you were uh given a very abnormal childhood in, yes. ex- in exchange for yeah um the the norm. And I, I have another very close friend who was part of a missionary family, and he I think has some of your resentments to the point where he like, you know, walked away from the faith. And that yeah, that's another commonality I've seen. Dude with missionary kids which is why it's 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 refreshing and on one sense to see you i maybe a sense of humor has a lot to do with it but yeah you not only have not turned your back on it but you just have a very well-rounded view of it it seems
1: yeah and and man i also grew up around a lot of missionary kids as well and yes the the song and dance is the same um it came to a point where ministers kids in general like kids who i like who i grew up with uh i used to always ask their parents like if i saw them at like a conference or a camp or something or on a church or event i'd be like oh crap how's seth (laughs) you know and I of got, course, Seth. you know, so it's always, Seths. it's always a Seth. Levi's four letter dude yeah. named Seth. And, uh, you know, Seth is just the example, but yeah. you know, I'd ask, Hey, how's Seth? And, and, um, the parents would just go, wow, well, well, you know, well, he's yeah. out, he's out in California. And, um, and finally I just, I, I felt guilty for asking and I stopped asking, you know, I stopped asking. Cause I'm like, you know, I would go to the mission field. We'd be there for like two or three years. I'd come back. And go to our home church. And I'd be like, Hey, how, where is everybody? Where's Ryan or whatever, you know? And, uh, and, you know, finally I just was like, okay, this is a little people kind of, and especially missionary kids too. You know, I'd go back to the mission field or I'd go to another conference and I'm like, Hey, Oh, so-and-so. But yeah, man, it's that aspect of it is really sad. And I, you know, I'm now like, you know, I I'm married. I've got two kids. I'm really in a, in a, in a, in a phase, just in like a level of life where I'm, I'm like, man, my kids are two and five months and I want to be involved and I want to be there. Uh, I love the arts. I love making stuff. I love being in stuff. Uh, but I'm like, man, I hope that my kids know that, Hey, I'm a, I'm a dad who was around more than I was like an artist or a guy who spoke at yeah. conferences and camps, you know, cause that, I mean, I'm I, per, right now, just, you know, how successful this year has been for me. I'm not trying to brag, God has opened up so many amazing doors. I'm like, man, I'm at like a fork in the road, and uh, one of them is is just a just like the easiest oily decline, you know, into yeah. into into rapid success and booked dates. Uh, and another one is, you know, maybe not that, but being home making uh, French toast every other morning, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a tough. Yeah. Well, so let's uh let's not skip ahead. So all right, so you're 18, you go to Bible college. Yeah. What happens then? Well you are obviously just gonna be a preacher.
1: I was gonna be a preacher. I, I was gonna be a preacher. That was the plan. Um, and uh I come to Bible college and and I quickly kind of realized hey, like it's not um I didn't it was so so it was so so like I had to work, you know, I worked to at, at restaurants while i was here at bible college i started dating a girl uh that wasn't a, it wasn't a good relationship for many different reasons i'd started volunteering at a church during that time too and uh and the pastor you know what would let me the youth pastor would let me speak and so <laughs> and so all of a sudden uh you know and there was this you know i don't i, I, I don't know I don't know if there anybody ever is ready for, you know, to lead or to be in like a leadership position Mm -hmm. like that, or if there's a way to gauge somebody, if they're ready, I definitely was not ready. (laughs) You know, I was juggling way too many things and, you know, insecurities and whatnot. Um, But I got involved at this church and then uh, I was later promoted to youth pastor. And um, I felt this kind of weight of responsibility of, of, of really kind of pastoring, kind of shepherding the 30, 40 students that were there. And, and I, and I loved them and I, and I loved uh, youth pastoring. And I noticed that there was a lot of my time that was spent, you know, working on backdrops and, and props and social media and all these different things. And it kind of took away from what I loved, which was just getting to know young people, uh, bonfires, you know, pizza conversations, all those different things. And so uh, after butting heads with the lead pastor a couple of times, who was a, a, a good friend for many, many years, um, you know, he, he, I I was, I was like let go slash um, I was fired slash uh, steps down myself. So, uh, so yeah, that that actually kind of uh, um, basically kicked me off the cliff into, you know, deconstruction because all of a sudden I left my family, which was uh, my ministry family moved to Bible college and also just got plugged into another ministry. And I don't think I really had time to, to, you know, really dig into the Bible, learn, learn what the Bible said, read great books. You know, my, my, uh, I was just, I was doing ministry. I was a doer, you know, I was doing ministry and I was doing ministry. And, uh, and then after I was kicked out of ministry, I just delivered pizza and I was distraught and depressed. And my identity was, which was ministry was just absolutely in shambles. Um, Yeah.
0: So how does one. Well, a couple things. Was it. Hmm. Where do I want to go with that? What I guess was it was that the first time maybe you got kind of the. Clinical or business side of church was that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, straight up. And I remember um, a conversation. This was like, you know peeking behind the curtain you know you work you yeah work for a church and all of a sudden then all you work for a church
0: yeah and i remember see how the sausage is made
1: and and you're like i don't think i want sausage anymore
2: exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh the pastor at one point you know sat me down in his office like hey like you're an employee here Ugh. and um,
0: you should that's when he should have pulled out the contract said no nope, i work for jesus christ <sighs> he's jesus. also my doctor
1: and I can't even say that sentence today without, you know, it's just like without getting like a like a pit in my stomach just because it was, you know, it was just like a getting just absolutely, yeah. you know, T-boned because yeah. um, I'm thinking, oh, I love Jesus. I just graduated from Bible college. I've got a degree. I'm going to do ministry. And then I'm doing ministry. And, my, youth, you know, the guy who hired me air quotes is like, nah, dude, like we're, we got to be profitable here. And yeah. I mean, it's not like he, I was on a great salary. I was making a whopping nine thousand dollars a year.
0: <laughs> oh my god! In what I year?
1: Say, <laughs> this was <just> like twenty sixteen. <laughs> so I still had to deliver pizza. So I wasn't like it was. I was like full time. I wasn't even part time. There needs to be another word for that. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Jeez. I could say that because they didn't make me sign a non-disclosure agreement. So there everything you go. Was... <laughs> yeah no, no. So that was, that was a big thing. You know, I, I think I went into, um, I went into ministry with really, really pure intentions and I was extremely green. Um, and then after a while, I remember even telling the youth pastor, like, Hey, like the lead pastor I was like, Hey man, like keep the money. Like, I don't keep the salary. I don't want the salary. If this is, you know, if this is what it's going to come with, um, I just want to, I just want to serve. I just want to be here. And, and we, we even learned that that wasn't enough because, you know, money's how they control you. Right. You yeah. Know, they put you on a little payroll and, uh, and all of a sudden they got you working 80 hours a week and calling your name on stage for you to be uh for everybody to clap for you.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, do you, are you, yeah. well, and this is what one, one thing I did want to catch on was when did comedy come into play in your life? Was, were you always just the
1: quote, funny guy, the class clown? Um, I was loud. <laughs> uh, I was loud. I was probably yeah the class clown when I was in a, I went to a private Christian private school here in, in in South Carolina growing up, and then I was homeschooled for a long time. Which one,
0: to- Ben Lippin, by chance?
1: <laughs> in I was in Florence. I went to oh, Christian okay. Assembly. Um, okay. We probably played Ben Lippin in 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 basketball. That's in the only that one I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear something messed up about what? my church basketball team?
1: No, what is it? So I do want to hear it. Yes,
0: we had it was our this was like a famous story. So we had a church basketball team. We played uh, in the YMCA church league, and there was one Jewish team, and they we there the Jewish team was like our biggest rival, oh, right? No. And when we went to play, we we called. The, the stadium was known as the Shalom Dome, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, excuse me. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, was it called the Shalom Dome, or would y'all call it the? That Shalom it was Dome?
0: colloquially known as the Shalom
1: Dome. Bro, I have, uh, I have gotta, I've gotta use that. You, thing. you can I'm use. Sorry. That. Okay. You can absolutely <laughs> the Shalom, Shalom Dome. Dome. You can is absolutely the funniest. use
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, dude. That is so uh, good, man. But. The, the apex of that, though, and why we were banned from the Shalom Dome was because one of our players, during a foul uh two-point shot, one of our players started singing, Jesus Loves Me, and we were banned from the Shalom Dome.
1: Wait a for, second. Forever. Really? Really. Wait a second. Did they not love... I don't understand. What do they have against the song? Jesus it was
0: like, I don't know. It was like it was viewed as a jab. It was really? viewed as a jab.
1: Oh, because they don't believe that Jesus is
0: right. Come
1: yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's, okay.
0: Those Jesus uh, was not the Messiah. Ah. So, little church hey. basketball fun
1: for you. Shalom Dome is really fun. Dome. that reminds me of it. The, there's this really massive church. You probably probably know it. It's an easily. And uh, I don't know what it's called, First, but people First call
0: Baptist? it First Baptist.
1: I think like they've got the Chad, bowling. They just rank.
0: keep. Oh, I don't know about that. They got
1: they got like a bowling alley in it too. People call it the uh, the Repentagon. And uh, oh
0: my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious!
1: I want to see. I want to see. I want to see a basketball Repentagon. game between the Repentagon and the Repentagon Shalom and Dome. the Shalom Dome. Man, that yes, be. Sir. I want to see that. Sh- I want to see them. Sh- who who would shut who out? <laughs> that's so So, funny man so yeah so so i would say yeah comedy comedy was just kind of weaved in throughout uh college um i would make you know make videos in high high school like homeschooled my brother um so i learned video some video production there and editing and then in college my brother was like dude you gotta hop on youtube and i was like i was like what and he taught me you know kind of how to upload stuff as well and 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 i wasn't good for a long time but i liked it and then I started doing stand up comedy and improv. And I met a lot of people who were also comedy fans. And, you know, together, um, ministry and comedy kind of went um, uh, parallel for a long time. And I enjoyed it. And I didn't really know what was going to play. I honestly felt kind of guilty the times that I would go do stand up because I was, you know, doing a lot of shows in town. And so that took me away from youth ministry or from some events, but I loved stand up. And so, Kind now where i'm at you know it's really cool to see stand-up you know or comedy in general i don't do a lot of stand-up anymore but comedy and and you know conversations like this i wouldn't really say ministry but opportunities like this right 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 you know
0: are you fully out did that experience getting professionally stepped down did that put you do you currently go to a church or are you i do go to a church yeah okay
1: i go to a really really awesome church um like 10 minutes away from my house right now but uh yeah for a while you know after i got fired from that church i don't think i've ever told him but i still attended the church just because i was so i was so direction direction directionless yeah um and i i don't think i've ever talked about that but uh yeah i attended the church for like heck like seven or eight months and um and then one day it was like christmas Where it was around Christmas, I was still at the church and I'd got fired in like May or whatever. And uh and I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, what am I still doing here? Like they don't, they don't want me. And uh, and so I I left and um yeah, I went to another church that was extremely solid teaching that I really loved. And then now I'm at a church that my wife and I um started going to started attending last year. And I and I really love it. The pastors, the pastors are extremely solid two co-pastors and um and yeah yeah i i find myself like there is still a lot of like church hurt but i've been i've been blessed to be around a lot of really great people who have um who have let me vent at times who let me get a little angry and frustrated or talk talk about the same thing over and over but together we can all kind of go hey that was like a different time and and uh in all those experiences are now material for comedy which is the most important. oh yeah <laughs> no no but it, well, you know it's, it's a good time
0: well it is true that's when I started doing the podcast and it's the the same thing it's now any awful thing that happens in my life is just priceless ammunition right yeah. <laughs> it is priceless priceless experience right so how did you so I guess I want to spend the rest of the time on kind of all the different uh, tendrils you have with the podcast and the YouTube, some music, and just how did you kind of carve out the niche of, I guess, what what would you religiously branded humor? I don't know. What Dude, would you categorize I, it?
1: I don't even know, man. We are, ultimately, I just connected with a bunch of guys here in town, guys and, and a couple of gals who... um. We all loved making stuff, and we loved writing, and our uh, we everybody was just extremely funny and extremely talented, and it just worked. It just worked, and it has continued to work. I mean, we just shot something this past weekend too, and um, it's such a such a fun time. And so from that, like we started a meme page called deuteronomy Memes that's done really well for a long time, a podcast called Church Stories uh i kind of continued instead of making either just one man band youtube videos uh b- by myself we started making sketches music videos and 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 vlog uh like uh parodies commercials all these different things that have done really really well and it is so cool to uh to see all of them kind of blow up so yeah yeah we we don't know man i i really don't know i'm not a good marketer i'm not a good brander i, I we just like making stuff
2: <laughs> yeah and
1: millions of people happen to watch and like it and they still like it so we keep on making stuff you know i don't think we had like an end goal we don't have an end goal in mind uh the goal is to just keep on creating and, and hopefully make uh, a couple more coins from it as well
0: yeah is this what you is that what you do essentially full-time For a now
1: So um, not the comedy aspect. I do work. I work uh, as a video producer, editor, uh, director, just full up self-employed work on my own. And uh, and uh, I enjoy that. So I work on corporate videos, training videos behind the camera on a lot of things.
0: Okay, so so that's what that's what
1: pays the bills.
0: What is what I've always been curious of like how financially successful a popular meme instagram account can be
1: so the numbers are like all over the place man i've heard people making a thousand dollars for a post but then also i know some people who make like 50 bucks a post you know what i mean so it's like okay the the internet in general it's not it's kind of the wild west uh so whereas you know tv and commercials and all those different things have like you know, set copyright rules and, 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 and the numbers are plain. Like you can see, you could Google how much does an actor make to be in a commercial that shoots for two days. And that's right. plain, but you know, if a cereal company hits you up and is like, Hey, make a video drinking a bowl of our cereal and we'll give you 3000 bucks. You know, somebody can go, I made some really good money. Okay. But your, your page has got like 2 million, followers so right. in reality right. the exposure so really and truly there is just not um there i don't i don't know it's the wild west right now yeah and it, and it's uh the rules have, have really changed especially with tiktok and short form videos as, you know kind of making a resurgence again
0: have you been so are you would you consider yourself to be in a um a troop like are y'all a a group yeah. do y'all have an yeah.
1: Yeah, we call it the after school program, which is kind of dumb because it has nothing to do with a school or a program, but it's essentially just we all get to we work on projects after our lives, you know, so ah, it's very kind of breakfast, clubby, you know, Um, we're talking about getting Letterman jackets this fall, too. So
0: absolutely.
1: You know, have, we, we have need to do some fun.
0: Have you or y'all been approached by any like talent scouts or anything? And yeah. I, I would imagine this is how people these days are getting you know comedy gigs or acting gigs or the next whatever show
1: you know we um we've been in talks with some people for for a while and they come kind of come and go the the truth is man this industry it's it's hurry up and wait man everybody's working on something and everything is always you know months or years behind so I have said we have said yes to you know several different kind of show options, the show uh, TV shows that have that are uh, in pre production right now, um, that not that have not materialized yet. But yeah, I mean we work in town, you know, or around. We'll kind of throw each other's names out for it in front of the camera projects or writing or directing projects. So we work together on some stuff here and there, um, and hopefully bigger and bigger stuff will kind of go. We're a little different because we. <laughs> I think you know that the Christian entertainment world, Christian music, Christian movies, Christian TV shows, the Christian anything does not have a good connotation. Even a Christian burger, oh, you'd be like, hold now. on a second. I'd yeah. rather stop by McDonald's, get me an atheist burger. Right,
0: right, right, uh, right.
1: So, and the reason why we, we we kind of make the stuff that we make is because, you know, we all are, you know, a little, a little cynical, a little jaded, a little, you know, a little, we you know, probably like the, we'd sit in the back row of if we all went to the same church together. Yeah. Um, yes. so yeah, the opportunities that we are looking forward to and, and, and are coming our way are, you know, we're kind of like, Hey, right, do we want, do we want to do that? And yeah. a lot of the times everybody would just go, no, I'd rather not take that money and, and, you know, you know, go, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, we're get flown down to elevation church and do, uh, <sighs> some sort of Steven Furtick skit.
1: Hey, um, I mean, look, if they call, I'll go. Somebody from Elevation has hit me up though, and they sent me they sent me it's like a gift package a while back. And I was like, with, thanks.
0: With a drop of Verdict's blood or
1: something. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I mean, you could have just sent me the juice, but this is yeah. a little
0: <laughs> well, and I because I've noticed uh like John Christ is yeah. kind of, he's kind of made the transition. Yeah. Like, you know, he's palling up with Theo Vaughn and stuff. So it's it seems like, and then you have um pete Holmes, like the the yeah yeah the transition is being bridged right Right. so it seems like this is kind of that's a new wave i would i would i would venture to say yeah so it's not impossible to get outside the um
1: and you know it really is that you know the truth is that um and i tell people not out of not pridefully but um we're kind of in a lane of our own um because it's like you know, if you would have told me you know five years ago that I would be working on videos and be on in videos that have made you know up to this year alone like fifteen million views, um, I wouldn't know what to tell you. And mm-hmm. even if I tell somebody that now, they're like, "Oh, dude, so, so you're like, you're crushing it." I, I mean, I drive an 07 Prius, you know. Hey,
0: efficient.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's like you know, I I, I am. Maybe I could kill it more, Uh, but, you know, I'm also, you know, I like making stuff and, and I love in- investing back into what we make. So I don't know. I don't really know what killing it would be for somebody like me and the people who I have known who have like killing it. And then they start milking money off of it as quick as they can. They on- on- honestly like don't last because, you know, your vision kind of focuses. So,
0: yeah, We're like a crossroads
1: that's... on that aspect, too.
0: I've had and I've been. um I like many people are fascinated with celebrity, but I also um, yeah. am fascinated by neurochemistry and, and drugs and stuff like that. And I've been um, reading this book and listening to this thing where it's um, this whole idea of like the grind culture. Oh my god! Is just man. killing people, yeah. and they they talk to people. Oh, that's what it was. Somebody talking about Anthony Bourdain's suicide and how even people at the. the Exactly. And it's people at, you know, the Michael Jordans, the people at the the. Are pinnacle level yeah they can win the olympics or win you know the national championship and they say that like the next day it's Dude. like they're back to it's like okay what do i got to do next what am i doing right. next what am i doing yeah. next uh, and it's this like imaginary goal that we're all trying to get to that you're never going to hit yeah so it's like how do i just like i guess it's just all about finding contentment which is where i think that our current culture is in need of god way more than ever it's what everyone's looking for and yeah especially with social media how we there are so many lowercase g gods out there right now including ourselves and it's just a it is a messy place
1: and on top of and on top of God, um, I'll just like wise counsel. I have benefited so much from, you know, and I've said this a couple of times to some people that I know, and I'm not trying to, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to. So, a lot, I grew up in a culture where every problem had a God solution. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Every, every problem had a Bible verse. Um, and uh, and I we're just in a crazy time right now with with the pandemic and work and travel and and opportunities and social media and and Netflix. So there is this you know we're all in this this, this crazy freaking experiment that nobody's been in and we're, we were all just thrust into it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, like personally, I've gained so much knowledge just from people who I know and love who have talked to me about hey, and you know, I did this, or I knew somebody who did this, or hey, what about this? And just kind of like the only term I can use is like wrestling through it. Um, and my father-in-law, uh, Mr. Mark is such a great guy who I've talked to as well. And and really just kind of talked to like money, retirement, um, raising kids, being around, paying attention, saving money, you know, uh, cherishing the moments saving for, cause they need to want to go to might want to go to college, you know? So oh, there are all geez. these elements. Just yeah. like, okay. So you gotta, I, you know, I got married three years ago. I got to juggle all this stuff together and then also make time and be a great dad and then be a great husband and then also work hard and then go do this thing and then book this show and then record a you know, a VO or a podcast or something like that. So it's like, you got to brush how, what, your teeth
0: too. That's another oh one.
1: My God. Oh my God. I hate don't to break it to you, bro. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, it's like, how, how do you figure out all those things and, and do all those things? Um, and sometimes there's a, a Bible verse that's appropriate, appropriate for that. And other times, you know, it's, it's a book that somebody recommends or, or an episode of the podcast of, of a podcast that somebody recommends as well um, that, you, you know, you don't, it, you don't solve the problem. But it kind of gives you a a, like a brick to to help build on, you know, as opposed to somebody giving you a whole house, which is kind of like the biblical solution of you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Hey, man, I don't have a solid retirement plan right now,
0: yeah, (laughs) so I'm supposed to
1: trust, like, I need to part of me, I need to trust in the Lord, yes, I'm not discrediting that, but I also need help in in a Roth IRA and how to set up a, a, a savings account that gains two percent interest year over year you know like I need help with that that's like practical yeah so it's like uh you know I grew up Pentecostal so I'm like I can get get that bible stuff out of here respectfully like but let's, yes. let's let's bring in the bible stuff but then let's also bring in like really solid like conversation wisdom and understanding uh, along with it <laughs> you yeah know what i mean
0: Je- the yeah. old jesus saves moses and yes like, yeah classic <laughs> <laughs> dude
1: because it was like i mean i was a uh, dave ramsey uh follower for a long time and then all of a sudden people were like hey your credit." i remember a-, a friend of mine who worked at a bank called me one day she worked at the bank that i uh that i banked with she was like "Shama, i just looked at your account you need a credit card today and start building credit and i was like tiffany i don't need any of that and she was like trust me you need it and that was my that was literally she like bullied me into starting with credit which is the best thing that's ever happened to me so you know yeah (laughs) like okay a buy the the borrower is a slave to the to the lender hey that i'm not that verse absolutely true but guess what guess what people also need as well they also need credit brother yeah (laughs) you know like
0: bitcoin wasn't invented back then so i don't think they had that in mind (laughs)
1: you know what I mean so so So, that's that's hopefully nobody kind of misconstrues uh, but no 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 no. that's a
0: that's a very clear point so the the last thing I want to ask you and it's the question I always shop around is how do you experience God these
1: days yeah
0: it's a tough question
1: yeah man I will say I, I I've really just been experiencing God in a, in a, um, conversations with people, um, conversations with people have just really, really been blowing my mind. I can think of several people who have met uh, a guy named Bob in Nebraska this year, who was driving me and a buddy around at a conference. And he used to be a, a commercial pilot for Delta. And his stories of you know being a being a, a, a pilot in, in wars in the past and 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 uh, finding coming to faith, all those different things, man. I've um, just really paying attention. I had lunch with a friend today, a guy who I go to church with, who's from Singapore, and and his story about how he ended up getting married and, and moving to the states and all the doors that God has kind of opened up. So things like that, man. It's kind of realized, and even my story. It, which i kind of touched on of growing up in a foreign country and my parents moving here to to go to bible college and then us moving back just seeing how god is really really woven and then okay those examples of bob and and clarence and and you know my upbringing but then also reading scripture and just seeing what god did through people uh you know what god did through moses yeah who couldn't who couldn't talk and god gave him aaron so there are all these elements of, of people and relationship uh, and 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 marriages and kids, especially kids having two kids of my own right now, that uh, that when I think about it, I, I'm just in awe of of how God chose to uh, to create you humans, uh, but then also to to do his work through humans who were all deeply flawed, but then not only do his work through us but then also to procreate more humans and then to work with other humans and then to to learn from other humans and to and to travel you know and then all of a sudden somebody yeah. along the line of of humanity somebody invents an airplane you know and i watch a documentary about like the boeing 747 and uh and i'm not even trying to be like cheesy but i see you know i really see god in that cuz i'm like wow wow I've been on a Boeing 747 before over the ocean. And I'm like, man, what a, how I love that God could use that person to, to bless and be a part of my life. Regardless of that guy was like a workaholic and they had like, like nine months to complete the 747 and they were able to accomplish it. But yeah, man, uh, that I could talk about this just for so mm. long, but and my yeah. father-in-law has also talked about, you know, just how God is, and I'm probably going to butcher this concept, but God is both in, in the future in the present and also in the past. So he's like, you know, God knows our past and he's, he's pulling us like into, into the future as well. And I'm not even trying to be on like, you know, some like pothead concepts, but just the idea of, of that is, is it's such a huge remarkable blessing of man, God knows the future. and God knows where we're at and, and God knows what we're, what we're going to do and what we're, you know, who we're going to meet and all those people in, you know, how much of a blessing they're going to be in our lives. And then also God knows Mark Zuckerberg, who was going to create Facebook and then, you know, and all everything that happened with it and Instagram that you and I connected on. So when I listen to a, like a a podcast where the guy who invented this Instagram, I I don't not only think about like, oh, wow, he made a billion billions of dollars. But I think of all the great people who have been able to connect with through uh, that is kind of crazy Through you know what I mean through them. yeah and they didn't know it but you know like here we are yeah you know
0: maybe they did deserve the billions of dollars then that's <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so yeah yeah, there, yeah. The, like when I when I think about stuff like that and, and even just reading scripture um um yeah it it just kind of I get to it's almost like seeing this this beautiful like kind of rope of of so many different what is the word twine um you know just inter, intertwined yes intertwined together. all the all yes. the fabrics different fibers you know, intertwined. all the fibers kind of kind of intertwined together and and then i'm like wow and and when i'm a part of that and we are yeah you know, all of a sudden our the fibers are intertwined together for this podcast too and people are listening to it because the uh, some nerds in silicon valley <laughs> yeah yeah man uh, i'm a, with yeah, it yeah yeah it's been awesome. a huge huge blessing in my life man
0: well, uh, tell the congregation where they can find your stuff, man. If I didn't bore you,
1: <laughs> a YouTube channel is called After School program. Check it out. Uh, Instagram. I'm Shama, the number four reels, R E A L Z. I do a podcast with my good friends, Paul, David, and Chase. It's called church stories podcast. We're currently on hiatus, but we have over 140 episodes where we've just talked to Artists, pastors, uh, preachers, missionaries, all different kinds of people, teachers, uh, every every all different kinds of people about, you know, unique things that have happened, you know, at church, in church, com- conferences, camps, events, et cetera, you know, church adjacent. And uh, we have a good time over there, too. A combination of serious and silly. Similar to this podcast.
0: There we go. There <laughs> we go. Well, Shama, thanks so much for coming hey, on, man. Hold on. Can yes, I, sir?
1: How has God been speaking through you? I'm very interested. I feel like you asked me a great question, and now I, I so
0: lately, it's been. I mean, really, in the past six months, it's been. It's been. I. It's been very tough, and I've felt well. I think because I almost feel like I'm being forced to learn that God is there no matter how I feel because Mm. I don't feel very connected to him yeah but when I so a couple things there's that and then from a multitude of people I've been told to stop being so hard on myself and it dawned on me that I began every single prayer pretty much my entire life Mm. with God, forgive me. Mm. And I, and not even necessarily realizing that I was doing that, but doing that over and over and over. And, and through that thinking that essentially everything I do, I'm just needing forgiveness for because I'm just never doing enough or I'm very concerned with doing the right things, and I, I guess it's like a legalism that I still can't let go of, yeah, so listening lately, it's been really listening, like you said, to God through other people because it, it he just seems really distant to me right now, and that's a struggle. But then when I, if I, if I stop and zoom out of my life there, there's a lot of good fruit, despite Mm. my best interests. Like Mm. I'm, I'm, but see, there I go. I was going to say, but I, but I could be more helpful to people, but you know, I am being of use to people and I'm, I'm, I am helping people. Um, I guess it's it's just I I haven't felt I haven't felt that nearness lately you yeah. know what I mean
1: yeah yeah man I'm yeah I feel you on that man I, today I was even thinking of man it's like it feels like mission impossible to I know there are some people probably some there's an Instagrammer right now who's Consistently posting Bible verses, and every time they pick up a spoon, God speaks to them, and you know they take pictures of the of the, of the sunset, and they have a Bible verse, and uh, I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta like fight for for that joy, and I gotta, yeah, you know, I gotta like really like pay attention and and turn my phone off, and, and like you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's it doesn't come it doesn't come as easy, you know, to <laughs> me either, uh, but. And then, and then once again, I was saying, it was, it was like, like a, like a cruel joke to, to not, not from God, but it's almost like, Hey, like, Hey, uh, be fruitful and multiply and, 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 and subdue the earth and, and, and love one another and, 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 and follow the, the 10 commandments. And, and uh, you know what I mean? And, and what is another Bible verse of, of don't let it, don't let a, you know guard guard your heart Mm -hmm. um you know there are all these uh not commands but like these commands from the bible to kind of do and uh and it's like spinning all these kind of plates yeah but then it's also hey like but god is but god is uh god is graceful you know and god knows god knows our weaknesses and and that's kind of like wow okay so do i need to you know it's like when paul talks about should we keep on sinning or he's acknowledging somebody who wrote hey should we keep on sinning so that uh, so that grace may abound i mean he's like no no Which but there's this kind of guy if we awesome. can, but if we but we should should we since grace is you know so we got to we got to trigger grace plus yeah 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 <laughs> like, yeah the whole you know? thing
0: falls apart if i don't if i don't <laughs> sin uh
1: so kind of finding all those things together man it, it's it, it really is i think conversations like like this um you know it's like a really good checkpoint that, you know, I also get, Hey, like, you know, 50 fuel points. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you know? for, for, for sure. Semester, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, and I, I think, yeah, there's something to that. I think there's, I think there's something to that. I think the, the art, uh, and gift of conversation, I think is, is meaningful. And I, I, and i don't know if you're similar but i think so much so it, this is like the yeah. the only time when i'm really not thinking as much yeah you know or or i can think about no, truly. i can think about you instead yeah um so yeah it's a good reprieve for sure
1: yeah and you know um and another thing too it, it, talking about that, i have uh a friend always likes to remind me that I'm like doing the things that I always talked about. You know, I was like, Hey, you remember back in 20, you know, 15 or 16, you always talked about like making videos, that would blow up and whatnot. He's like, dude, you're like doing that right now. And, um, and I'm, and I'm very thankful for that, but sometimes it's really hard for me to go. I, you know, I am, you know, like patting myself yeah. on the back. And I'm like, I am just, I'm trying to still keep going. So there is this, you know, thankfulness, but also like aspiration to do more. And, and I've been, I've been in, incredibly blessed to to kind of be in the space, you know, and to create, and, and people love what I create, and and uh, and I've got so many create opportunities this fall coming up. Um, that yeah, that I'm like, wow, wow, God has been really good. But sometimes I get really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
2: like
1: no, but yeah. God is still God is still really good. Even you know, even when I'm really sad, and and that is you know that's not i don't like weakness on my part that's 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 a that's a feature you know not not, not a bug
0: yes. yeah that's you know? i love that i love that phrase yeah. well, good deal man
1: hey yeah listen we're gonna catch up brother yes Thanks for having me on sorry yes, it took indeed. so long man we oh listen, it we,
0: happens i get it guys, i get it
1: we had to we had the stars had to align for this podcast to happen and i yes i would press stop recording and save immediately so that way it's we know that it's in the can absolutely
2: it's toxic the same dance our feet firm and quicksand. love is bitter when i see how much i can make you bleed do you feel like you're deceased I drink and try